That gorilla monsoon, he's so smart, he knew something that two other people knew. Razor Ramon's number one contender. Razor knows it. Shawn Michaels knows it. How does Razor feel about Shawn Michaels? Hey, he's pretty good. He a three-time intercontinental champ. But chicos, I'm the first three-time intercontinental champ. Michaels, do you respect the bad guy? You better, Chico, because just think back. The latter match, the last time we met, I'm the only man to take your precious icy gold. And Chico, talk about summer slams. When you're riding down the road with Big Daddy Cool, ask him, Chico. I'm the only one to ever beat him, too. very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on Hey, this crack? is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on, now. Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. New Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show. Yo. Another episode of the Sports Disc. Man, 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 man. So, um, I'll be calling Black in a minute on today's show. We'll be getting to a lot of NFL free agency and a lot of things that's going on out here in the sports world. And I, and I had this to end the show, but it just weighing heavy on my heart, man, to do it at the beginning. And like I said, I'll get Black in here in a minute and we'll have a conversation. But I just want to send my prayers, thoughts and prayers and positive energy and uh, apparent condolences to Scott Hall and his family, uh, the legendary, iconic, uh, transcendent talent from the world of wrestling. 
um, is in bad shape. Um, Scott Hall's appeared uh, uh, to uh, going to be taking off life support um, at any minute now at the recording of the show. Um, Scott Hall suffered three heart attacks over the weekend after a hip surgery or procedure um, that he had last week, and uh, Scott Scott never recovered. All right, so um, it's tough, man. It's tough. Scott Scott Hall is such a pioneer. He changed the landscape of pro wrestling forever with the group of the NWO. Uh, but before that, you know, Scott was. Um, Reza Ramon. All right, as y'all heard at uh, on the beginning of this uh show, um, he was great in that regards. You know, the 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 guy from Miami with the hair, the gold chains, the flashy gear. A lot of people rolled the wave of Shawn Michaels around that time, and Reza, but Reza Ramon was a big part of that. You know, bringing that energy and that style and that grace. You know, being off the family tree of uh, Ric Flair. Like Shawn Michaels uh, uh, is, and it's a tough one, man. Because the older you get, man, you know the, the the guys who you grew up watching, you know they, you know when they leave this earth, you know it's it's tough, you know. So Razor Ramon is very big uh, for a lot of us guys who are in our 30s and 40s um, to this day because we watch them, we watch them, and you know, uh, uh, you know, I know this is a part of life, but man, you know. Didn't expect to wake up one day and see the bad guy, you know, um, you know, basically seeing as, you know, it's his turn, so to speak. Um, and I hate to say it that way, but it's true. Um, so, you know, before I call Black, I just want to get his thoughts because I know he wants to speak on this as well. Scott Hall, man, is, you know, one of the guys that influence us. I, the reason I say, hey, yo, before I, you know, do the mic, West Side Gun, hey, yo. Before he does his music And you know A lot of people are influenced by uh, Razor Ramon And he will be He will be greatly missed Greatly Greatly missed But he will live forever Through myself Through many people who I know Through all of you Who are fans of his Um, You know I'll make sure that he You know Will be you know, man, it's, it's tough, man. I can't even get my words together because um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. This is one of the bad guys. <laughs> and before we go, man, the con- the video that's going around this viral right now at his Hall of Fame speech, speech just a few years back, uh, my man say, tough times don't last. Uh, man, what did he say? Tough times don't last. Um... Bad something too, but bad guys do. Man, I can't even think of the core. I've been saying it all day, man. But it's a viral thing out there on uh, YouTube. So I would just want to give my thoughts, my prayers, my condolences, and positive energy and a rest in peace, man, to Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Man, you're going to be missed, my guy. You're going to be missed for sure.
All right, all right, all right, all right. So we're going to get black in, man, to get Black's thoughts and sentiments on, you know, just, you know, how he feels uh, about Scott Hall, man. And, you know, I know he was a big fan as well. So let's get black in here, man. I hate start shows off like this, but hey, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Yo. Black. What's up, Mike? What's going on, my man? Welcome, welcome back, man. Yeah, happy to be back, my boy. Yes, sir. So, Black, I, I, I kind of switched up the format of the show. I was going to talk about Scott Hall, the end of the show, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be as respectful as possible to the impact that Scott Hall made on millions of people around the world. And, you know, he influenced millions of people around the world. And I've already said my piece about Scott Hall to uh, open up the show uh, but I, I definitely obviously want to give you the opportunity to, you know, hear your thoughts on Scott Hall with the unfortunate, you know, um, you know, know his condition and, you know, with his unfortunate passing um, that is, you know, can happen any minute now. So, Black, Scott Hall, man, the legend, the icon, the pioneer. What's your thoughts on Scott Hall and the Rezo Ramon? Man, just uh, this, this really sad day, D, man, to see Scott Hall. You know what he's going through. You know all prayers to his family and him. We know that. You know, like you say, in a day or two, you know he's going to, you know, pass away. So it's very sad. But Scott Hall, man, for me, he was one of those guys that you just looked up to. He was really like one of the first ones to have that swag, that feel. You know, yes, yes. (laughs) Everybody loves Scott Hall, man. Yeah, yeah. Especially when we was coming up, we all like, and especially when NWO got really hot. Yeah, Scott Hall was the dude in NWO. He was, he was the first like, one. He was the he first, was the one. first one. Yeah, yeah. like you just looked at him like, man, he like, he just he he just was the cool guy. And yes, and everything when he got a microphone in his hand, you better watch out. You better watch out. And um, it's so sad, man, to see the, the sad news about him and everything that's going on with him with. You know the heart attacks he was having, and just really, really sad, D. But I'm happy that we shedding some light on what he meant to wrestling, what he meant to us coming up as kids. Yeah. One another one of them wrestlers that we looked up to, and um, we gonna continue to show him love, showing him love and respect moving forward. But no doubt, really, really, really sad day today, D. On the news of Scott Hall. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, I expressed my sentiments before I gave you a call. And, you know, I'm right there with you, man. And, uh, you know, it's just a tough one, man. Like I was saying, man, before you open up the show, the older you get, man, the people who you idolize out here in sports and wrestling, man, they, you know, you know, when they leave you, man, it's a it's it's tough, you know, because these guys were our superheroes, you know. These were real life superheroes. <laughs> so, you know, when you when you when you when you see stuff like this, man, it just tugs at you a little bit, man. And, um, you know, like I said before, you know, you know, just all condolences and positive energy and prayers to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, man. I feel so bad for Kevin Nash. That was his real life best friend, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. And he he put out an emotional uh, Instagram post about Scott today. And it was just tough reading it. I read the whole thing and I got tears in my eyes reading it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are like me and you, you know. And, you know, we've been friends, you know, brothers for a very, very long time. And I 
I got to thinking about that sweatshirt that you wore on our last photo shoot. You had the outsiders. Yeah, yeah. The outsiders on your t-shirt, on your on your hoodie. And I, I think that hoodie means a lot more today um than when you wore it. Than it when you wore it. Yeah, I I I might have to bring, I know it's been the, the weather changing, but I might have to bring that back out for for one last go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> All right, all right. So we have a large show, a big show, a lot of news to get into today. Um, obviously, you hear Black. Black is not in studio, um, so we had to call him in. But we got a lot of things we're going to talk about and tackle. Um, Black, let's go ahead and jump into the docket, man. This is not your regular sports show. We'll get back to all that next week. But let's go ahead and jump into the docket. Now, first things first, man, before we get into all the big free agency news, everything that's going on right, going on right here in Jacksonville, Florida with the Jaguars, Black. What was you doing when you got that alert across your phone that Tom Brady was coming back, man? I said, oh, man. <laughs> I said, I said, it didn't, I, I thought it would, I thought it would be during the new season, but yeah. he was like, forget that, I'm coming back right now. And then when he retired, when he did retire, it, it, it really didn't feel, it didn't feel right. It didn't seem like he went out the right way. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Tom, it don't seem right. Tom Brady went out on the losing side. So, um, man, what can you say? He the goat. I'm happy to see him back. It's gonna make it a little more competitive, you know, in the NFC with him being back. So I'm excited for him. D. I'm happy he made he, he uh he betting on himself again for another year for year 23. So let's see what he can do. <laughs> when I saw it, I just chuckled. <laughs> I just chuckled and I laughed because deep down inside, I believe everybody knew this was going to happen. Um, but we didn't expect for it to happen this quickly or this fast. I mean, my God, Tom, it's only been one month <laughs> since you since you retired. I mean, we didn't even had a chance to get the NFL draft underway. And Tom Brady was announcing that he was, quote unquote, coming back. I mean, you never left. Let, let's call it what it is. Tom Brady never retired. Okay. We can't count that as a retirement because Tom Brady didn't miss any NFL games. He didn't miss any training camps or none of that. So he didn't retire in my book. I'm just counting it as year 23. That's how I'm going with it. So to see Tom come back and you knew it would itch at him to go out the way he went. And then the way the whole retirement unfolded. You know, I think if the if the retirement announcement would have went the way Tom wanted it to go, he probably would have stayed away. But it probably is itching at him and crawling and burning at him that he didn't get to do it his way. I wish I would have been a fly on the wall to see what in God's name did he tell Giselle and the kids to get him to come back for a 23rd season. <laughs> well, she signed off on it. So hey. she did. She go. did. So Tom is going to go and fulfill his final year on the contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's under contract for one more year with the Bucs. And Black, I want to ask you something real quick. I mean, it's just something that just popped in my head. Now, all weekend long, we've been hearing reports that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to make a strong push for Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. Now, do you think Tom hearing that and just hearing the Bucs moving on and watch out for them being the main player for Deshaun Watson, do you think that inspired him to say, oh, no, like, Oh no, my job's not done done yet. I don't want nobody else, you know, having a part of what I helped build here. Um, I don't think so. Cause it's Tom Brady, he the goat. I don't think um Deshaun Watson played a part of him wanting to uh want to uh come back. I think he still got the fire, bro. I think he still got the fire to want to play football. 
Okay. I don't think he put. I don't think he was fully one hundred percent retired and ready to be done. You know, I think he was doing that based on the decision. Well, like he said, he hadn't spent a lot of time with his family. It was so much he was missing, and so he made a rash decision. And he wasn't really probably ready to hang up the game, but I think it's because he still think he got he got some more he can get to the game. He think he can win he could win another Super Bowl. So okay. I think that's him coming back. I was just wondering because I just kind of what's the motivation for Tom? Is it the motivation because he still loves the game? Is it the motivation that he feel like he still has a point to prove? I mean, what's the motivation? I can't wait to hear from him to hear you know what he has to say. I mean, I saw the Twitter post that he put out. But I, I just want to hear from him so I can see if I can get a gauge on what <laughs> what is inspiring him to come back and at age 43 or 44, year 23. Like, what 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 is this? Like, what is this about? I really want to hear from him. But all in all, like you said, Black, I echo those sentiments. I ain't mad to see him back. I'm not. The game is the game is better when 12's out there, bro. Yes, it is. It's better. And all those people who, oh, I'm sick of him. What the hell is he doing? Barking. I'm mad as hell. What y'all mad for? What y'all mad for? You are experiencing a once in a lifetime thing with Tom Brady. So if you get another year with it, hey, just soak it up. Now, I do believe this is going to be the last year. Why? Because Tom Brady is not going to have a target on his back. I think the circumstances are a lot different now. Tom retired, and I think a lot of NFL talent is pissed off that he's back. I think it's going to be a lot harder for Tom this year to do what he's done in the past because I think he's going to be a marked man for the first time in his career because, you know, Tom has always had the respect. Look, every game he played, what happens after the game, Black? You see everybody run up to Tom Brady for a hug and an autograph, right? Yep. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Oh, man. I think he's going to be a marked man. And I think a lot of teams in the league are going to be zeroing in on number 12 to get him out of here. I really do think that. I really do think that. I do. So you think, so you think the rest of the league going to, whatever their schedule going to be, these teams are going to be out to make Tom Brady look as bad as they can? Yeah, I, I, I think I think the league to I think the league is like, nah, man, you're just not going to go and come and go and come and think you're going to come back and win? Nah, man. I, I don't think the league is going to be receptive of that, the players and the coaches. I think they're going to do everything they can to make sure that this is Tom's last year. And you know what? For the first time, hey, I think the odds are against Tom Brady, bro. I can't believe I just said that. But I think mm. the odds are really against him because this whole situation is just crazy. It's crazy because it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. So we'll see. We'll see on that. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and jump into it, man. NFL free agency is well underway. And let's go ahead and start where, you know, we need to start. <laughs> right here in the Bangham with the Jacksonville Jaguars. My goodness, my goodness. We have never seen an opening day of free agency like this black Let's go ahead and jump into the moves that the Jacksonville Jaguars have made today. Matter of fact, Black, I know you're so excited. I'm going I'm I'm to kick it off with you, my man. Go ahead and run it down. Who the Jacksonville Jaguars will be having in uniform next year? Hey, man, look, uh, I just first want to say that I'm ecstatic right now. If you're a Jaguars fan, uh, of course we want to win. 
And of course, we want to see our Jag, see the Jags succeed as fans. But you got to do the little stuff first. Mm-hmm. You do the little things first. And the Jags, the real Jaguars, have really impressed me today so far. Mm-hmm. And the first day of free agency, you got depth on you got depth in the, uh, on the D line, the offensive line, mm-hmm. and you got and you added linebacker depth as well. Mm-hmm. But the 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 signings the signings of Christian Kirk and uh, Evan Ingram it just really stands out. Mm-hmm. This this shows me this has Doug Peterson written all over it. Yeah. You add Evan Ingram with Dan Arnold, who who are both stretch the field tight tight ends who can go and catch the football, mm-hmm. and add the speedy Christian Kirk, um, uh, and you pay him big money. So you got to just imagine, man, the weapons around the field. Mm-hmm. What Lawrence is going to have and how this thing is going to look. I, I I'm my hope is that Doug Peterson, man. I know that he he's going to be he's going to be able missing one year. I still I still believe he's going to be able to evolve with the league and what's going on in the league. Sure, Doug knows that you have to pass the football. Yes, and then you sprinkle in a little bit of running the football as well. So it looked like the Jaguars are doing everything that they said that they wanted to do. Doug, when he was interviewed and he got this job, and he interviewed after he got the job and said. The trenches have to be right on both sides of the ball, and that's what the Jaguars did. Not Correct. only did they fix the trenches, they got skill positions right as well. Correct. Correct. For Jacksonville to do this, it has it has Jacksonville fans full of emotions today. Yes, it does. Because last year we were stagnant and do a thing, and then this year they shoot they didn't bust the doors wide open. Today. Yes, they have. On the first day of free agency, and no one expected it. So you have a lot of different emotions and how yeah. people feeling. People saying we overpaid, mm. but it it's not a for me. It's not about that. We are getting better each and every day. Moving forward, today is the first day of free agency. Just where it begins, we're getting better. We're getting better, and oh, we're getting better with free agency, and we still have twelve picks in the draft. Mm-hmm. So. I'm seeing, I'm seeing we are evolving. We're trying to do something more. Doug Peterson is putting his stamp on uh, this process of the Jags getting better to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that really says a lot. That really says a lot for me, D. I'm excited. I love what they're doing. Everybody, y'all just need to pause. Y'all need to hold on. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going in the, after seeing this today, I feel like they're going in the right direction. I'm, I'm full of hope. I feel like the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be better under Doug Peterson. So uh, I'm ecstatic and and ready to see what we're going to look like moving forward. It's only the first day, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are still able to make little small moves moving forward in free agency. So we're not done. It's just the beginning, D. I'm ecstatic. I love everything that we're doing. Well, that was very nice of you, Black. I'm glad to hear (laughs) uh, that you got an opportunity to really express yourself as a true Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Now, Black, I need about five minutes, bro. Okay. I need about five minutes if you don't mind, please. City of Jacksonville. Jaguar fans and Jaguar supporters. 
I want you to listen to me very, very carefully. Okay. Now, if you've been paying attention to the god awful football that the Jacksonville Jaguars have put on the field for over the past 30 years, shut up. Shut up. In the last decade, the Jaguars have had one winning season. And in that winning season, you were on the cusp of, yes, going to the Super Bowl, but you didn't go. You've been through coaches like Doug Monroe, Doug Barone. You've had coaches, uh, what's Bradley? What's the what's his name, bro? Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley. <laughs> You've had all different type of situations down here and you've been trash, laughing stock of the league. You can't even get on TV to be talked about in a positive way. And you mean to tell me when you got the news that Christian Kirk, one of the more productive wide receivers and skilled players in this league signed to come to this dumpster hole in Jacksonville to play for the Jaguars? Y'all upset? Excuse me? I told Black earlier, Doug Peterson is going to have to sell this thing. He's going to have to sell this thing for talent that want to come down here and play. Now, it helps that you got Trevor Lawrence. That's one of the biggest helps that you got, that you got uh, that blue-eyed angel. But I see people on like, oh, they pay too much. Oh, he ain't worth that money. Do you know the numbers of Christian Kirk? As a number two wide receiver with the Arizona Cardinals in his four years, he was a third most productive wide receiver in the league. I'm going to say that again. As a number two in the last four years since he's been in the league, his numbers say that he is the third most productive wide receiver in football. The game is changing, folks. Your neutral number one Julio Jones sitting out there at the Y. Uh, 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 just your what you want? Your Randy Moss is those days. Uh, uh-uh, those days are number. You seen Debo Samuel's last year? Did you see him? Did you see him? Did you see Jamar Chase last year? Did you see what he was doing? Well, <laughs> Christian Kirk was featured like that in Arizona. And oh, by the way, he can blow the top off a of defense. I got another thing for you, Jacksonville Jaguar whiners and complainers. How many number one receivers come out of college to the NFL as a number one receiver in the NFL? I'll wait. That's all the time you get today. Not many. Name me a receiver. All y'all, y'all know my number. Y'all know how to reach me on Twitter. Tell me a number one receiver to come out of college. That's a number one. Because y'all say we gonna, we, we could have got better in the draft. Who? Name him. Where is he? Christian Kirk is what y'all wanted. You wanted a playmaker, a dynamic, a dynamic playmaker. You wanted a guy who had ultra talent. That's what you said you wanted. And now you want to complain because you're spending some money? You want a Sean Conn to pay cash, and he paying cash, but y'all tripping. He beefed up your <laughs> offensive line. He beefed up your defensive line. He brought in talent along with Dougie P. If you want to win a championship, look at the teams in the league. Where do they thrive and shine first? In the trenches. 
See, y'all don't, a lot of y'all don't even know football, so I don't even know why I'm wasting my breath. Go look up Christian Kirk. Go look up his numbers. Go look up his progress in the league since he's been here. Everyone gains an opportunity to be a number one receiver in the NFL. It just depends if you're good enough to do that. And Christian Kirk has earned the right to be a number one receiver in this league. Y'all ain't say that about Devontae Adams. Y'all ain't say that about Michael Thomas. Oh, 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 I, oh, I know why. I know why y'all ain't say that. Because they were winning where they were at. You ain't won nothing here. So you should be happy and you should be optimistic because Urban Meyer, he ain't do none of this. Urban Meyer brought you Shaquille Griffin. <laughs> That's all he bought you. And he lucked up and got you Dan Arnold. He didn't even know Dan Arnold was going to be that sweet. He he ain't know. Urban ain't know Dan was going to be like this, bro. Sit back, Jaguar fans. Understand the process. Understand what it takes to build something. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl less than four years ago. Relax. Let the man work because you ain't seen this much media coverage and I don't know how long. And during the AFC Championship against the Patriots, they didn't even want to talk about the Jaguars. They want to talk about Tom Brady and stitches on his cut thumb. They ain't even want to get the Jaguars no respect then. Hey, man, y'all need to chill, bro. All y'all on Twitter, holler at me. Holler at me. Because I want to know how does it make sense. Do you understand that the market changes with positions? When Jamar Chase's deal is up, what you think he's going to make in two years? A hundred million. <laughs> when Devontae Adams gets a deal, whenever this franchise tag thing is over in Green Bay, guess how much you think uh, Devontae Adams finna bring in? A hundred million. So Christian Kirk's team-friendly deal that he has, and another thing, I'm going to let Black break down the deal because y'all don't know nothing. Y'all think Christian Kirk finna get $21 million, $84 million out the gate. That's not how this deal is constructed. Y'all relax on Christian Kirk. This man is a great talent. This man is the best wide receiver that this city done seen in here since Allen Robinson, bruh. DJ Shark had a good year, but consistency, Allen Robinson gave you consistency for a couple of years. Christian Kirk is, he's, he's the next best thing, bro. And y'all know I ain't lying. Black, if you don't mind, man, could you please explain to these people out here who are outraged Christian <laughs> Kirk's deal and how it helps Jacksonville this year? Yeah, man, just a, just a, just a few uh, numbers for the Jaguars. First, I'm going to go here. The Jacksonville Jaguars wide receivers all of 2021 season. Reception yards per game, 147.5, 16th in the league. Trash. Yards and receptions, 11, 29th in the league. Trash. Receiving touchdowns for the season for the Jaguars was 9th, 20, tied 27th in the league. Trash. Oh, last but not least, drops in the league, league 21, which is tied 4th in the league. Trash. To know about Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk caught uh 77 balls as a number two last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he had no drops. Mm, zero. So we need to we need to look and think about what's going on when we talk about this deal. And then breaking the deal down, D, more, more details for the deal came out as this thing was kept going on. So the deal is a value base of $72 million, which is $18 million per year. There's a $3 million uh, incentive on his deal every year, 
which is which means he has to perform to get that money. Correct. Which is which potentially can take it up to eighty four million. Correct. Oh, and you know how much the Jaguars the Jaguars don't take a cap hit in the first year. Do you know how much Christian Kirk's gets in the first year? D. How much is that? One point one point five million mm. win for the Jaguars. He's only going to make one point five million, but he had a twenty million dollar signing board bonus. If you don't know about NFL money, they don't, they don't have fully guaranteed contracts. Mm -hmm. So they like to get their money uh, up front at the signing bonus, which he's getting $20 million for signing, or make sure they got a lot of guaranteed money so they can get that money. Mm -hmm. The Jaguars put together a really good team, a really good deal that is team-friendly for them to still be able to have him and go out and sign an Evan Ingram. And potentially go out and sign more names. The Jags are not done. Correct. They only took a 1.5 million hit for Christian Kirk in 2022. Correct. That means they can go out and sign and, and be smart with what the, with the room they have left. I don't think the Jaguars are done, but just a few notes for the Christian Kirk deal where people need to chill. Think he's going to get 18 million in the first year, 18 million in the in the in the second year. No, it's not like that. Yeah, it is not like that. 1.5 the first year. And the second year he gets fifteen point five million, and then your other two years on the deal, if he doesn't perform, oh, the Jaguars can uh, cut him, and they won't take a cap hit. Correct. They won't be against the cap because all his some of his money, the money that he got in the first two years, that's what it is, and there won't be a cap a cap hit for them in the last two years if they cut him, because the money's not guaranteed. Correct. So, Jaguar faithful. Christian Kurt, uh, apologist, you guys chill out. Understand that you couldn't get key pieces here. And now Doug Peterson has a plan in motion to get talent here to revitalize this program and try to get this thing off and running. I don't care what you think about what was available. Devontae Adams was not available. Michael Thomas is not, it's not a conversation if you could go trade for him. Calvin Ridley is not available. These players who these y'all screaming out, they're not available. The Jags when they got who was available. Michael Gallup went leaving Dallas. You saw that when they cut Amari Cooper. But y'all say y'all want to bring Amari Cooper down here instead of a younger Christian Kirk who has more production than Amari Cooper. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Doug, Dougie P. Keep doing your thing, baby. Now, Dougie P, he also brought in two key pieces. Uh, to the offense and defensive line, Brandon Scherf, I believe that's how you say his last name. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Offensive Scherf. lineman from the Washington football, well, the Washington Commanders. Scherf is a pro bowler, five out of the last six seasons. He is uh, just a fine offensive weapon on the offensive line that's going to come down here and help Trevor Black. We talk about it all the time, man. The move to bring more stability at the offensive line um, to help Trevor Lawrence. What do you think about that move uh, today? Uh, great move, man, because you got you to gotta protect the blue-eyed angel. All our angels need to be protected. Absolutely. So you have to have the protection on the offensive line. I yes. love the move signing Brandon Scherf. It's a great move. We know uh, no details on his deal yet, D, but we know it's going to be massive. Yeah, he's going to get paid for sure. <laughs> but, he gonna get paid. Uh, I'm excited about this move. The only thing about this is this still has me wondering what you do with the number one pick now signing him. 
at your guard position. Right. You know, we know some people still want to go offensive line so you can have the depth there, but Jacksonville, by tagging Cam Robinson and signing him, you literally solidified and got the depth that you need on the offensive line. Right. But we're going to see what happens. We don't know. We don't know what the Jaguars have in mind. And, and I still believe that Doug Peterson is going to put emphasis on making sure the trenches are right. Will it be defense or will it be offensive line? He's going to make sure that is right and where it needs to be. Those people who don't know about Doug Peterson, when he was in Philly, he had three all pro bowlers on his offensive line. Yes. Three. Yes. Three pro bowlers. His Super Bowl year, he had three of them. Yes. So that lets you know that the offensive line and the D-line is very, very important to him. And that's what we've seen with the move where Brandon Scherf's getting him a top five free agent. We, we really had never heard of Jacksonville getting a – Top five free agent, D. Come on now. Yeah, that don't happen. That usually don't happen. It's something to be said about that. No, I agree. That's Dougie P. Selling the dream, baby. And this man didn't lie to you. This man told you what he was going to do. They were going to be aggressive. At first, I'm pretty sure Jack Waffin was like, this, like me. This morning, I was a wreck. 12 o'clock, I was a wreck. Man, we ain't doing nothing. It's so quiet. But I just happened happened to get on the phone with my homeboy. And while we was on the phone, the floodgates opened. Yes, it did. (laughs) Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And the Jaguars started making moves. So, great move getting Brandon Scherzer here, man, to sure up that offensive line. Him and Cam Robinson going to be wrapped by each other. I love it, D. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great thing for for Jacksonville and the Jaguars right now. You're getting movement. Your front office and your head coach and your own they're making moves. They're not sitting back. They're being aggressive. Dougie P told you what he was going to do, and he's doing it. That's something to get excited about. We got excited about the mere name of Urban Meyer. At least I did. I was one of the ones who was excited. I said, "Wow, Urban coming through. He should be able to change the coach around here." I was dead wrong. But what Dougie P is doing, this is all about football now. What are the pieces that you need? Well, you got to sure up your offensive line. You got to sure up your defensive line. And you got to get some key weapons in here. And Brandon Ingram and, I mean, Evan Ingram and, and Christian Kirk, those are two great weapons, two additions. You still got LaVisca Chenault down here. He's going to be a player for the Jaguars when he is healthy. He is. He's going to be a player. And then you got to keep in mind, they brought the two two young studs from, they used to play for the Jets and the Falcons, uh, Foy, Alakun, and Florenzo Fatuske. I know I butchered them boys' names, but he brought them <laughs> boys in, and them boys had productive years last year for the Jets and the Falcons, respectively. So these are key additions, key additions to this team. So it, 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 it's an exciting day, man, to see that they are out here doing what needs to be done to try to add to this team. And, man, you got to feel good if you really understand football with the Jaguars are out here doing great day for the Jags. They're just getting started. Going to be really interested to see what other moves that they pull off in this free agency. And look, they're adding key additions, and we still got the draft. That's yep. the thing that y'all got to keep in mind. All this criticism on Twitter. Hey guys, you still have a draft. You got twelve picks. Twelve picks in this draft. The Jaguars are on the way. You don't build Rome overnight. Rome wasn't built in in one night. It wasn't. You have to build a program. And that's what Doug Peterson and uh, Ashad Khan are doing. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into some notable, some other notable free agents, man. It's some money being passed around. 
right before we got on uh, uh, to record for the sports desk, J.C. Jackson. My word, did he get a buttload of money from the Los Angeles Chargers? Five years, $82.5 million, $40 million guaranteed. That defense out there in Los Angeles just got even better. J.C. Jackson had a phenomenal year. Last year with New England, New England made it known that they weren't going to resign him. Black, what does this deal do for the Charger defense and their team as a whole? Man, uh, that secondary going to be crazy, D. Yes, sir. Aaron James, him, and um, the young Rick Conan they got from out of Florida State last year who who played for them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, Samuels, boy, that's it's going to be it's going to be scary. Yep. And uh for the Chargers, man. Getting Khalil Mack on that D line, huge get for the Chargers. I love I love the deal. I knew it wasn't gonna take long for uh for JC man to come off. Yeah, for sure. He's he's a what he was a top three corner uh this season. So Well on on, on paper and everything he did, statistically he was the number one corner last year. Oh, okay. Well there there, there you have it. But it, the rumors have been strolling strolling all morning about the Chargers being in play for him. Right. So it's exciting to see that we know what the Chargers can do offensively. The right, problem right, was, right. The problem was defense for them. And 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 they making that an emphasis to get the players they need to, to get in there on the defensive side of the ball. Right. But man, I love everything from, from JC to Khalil Mack, what they doing. And you and you got Jer- Darren James and Bosa, all those guys already. This Chargers team gonna be scary, man. The NF, the AFC West just got a little more better. Yeah, a little better, man. <laughs> I think, I think with the addition of JC Jackson, and hear me out now. Top to bottom in this division, the Los Angeles Chargers are the best team in this division. With the addition of JC Jackson, with Derwin James, if he can stay healthy, Asante Samuel Jr. out there, um, Bosa on one side, Khalil Mack on the other. They brought didn't they bring back uh Mike Williams already assigning him to an extension? Yeah, they signed him to an extension. Yes, Justin Herbert just flourishing, coming into his third year. On paper, the Chargers have to be the team favorite. I know Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City. I understand that. And then the Chiefs have been quiet so far in free agency. I know Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders had a great year last year, and they're gonna be a threat. I understand the Russell Wilson dynamic with him going to Denver, but on paper. Hey, man, I'm challenging anybody to tell me if they don't think the Chargers are going to win this division this year on paper. Yeah, man. Ooh, but we know boy, you got to play the games. And with the addition of J.C. Jackson, it's going to be hard for Derek Carr, Pat Mahomes, and Russell Wilson to, tr- to try to get over on this defense. The Chargers have been knocking at the door the last two years. Yes, they have. They've been knocking. They've been knocking. And, man, this got to be the year they kick the door in and they make it to the playoffs. So great pickup with J.C. Jackson um, uh, being out there now uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. All right, Black, an interesting move in Miami. All right, Miami, they did some moves today. They brought in uh, – didn't they sign Chase Edmonds today? Yes, they did. Chase Edmonds is going down to Miami. And they also brought in Teddy Bridgewater. All right, Teddy Bridgewater is coming in to back up 
Tua Tagovailoa. Now we know the whole Brian Flores situation, and he's no longer the coach there. And we know the whole philosophy conversation with Tua, basically since he got drafted by the Dolphins. But like, what do you think about the move bringing in a veteran like Teddy B uh, to back up Tua? Yeah, I like I like the move for uh, Teddy Bridgewater to back up Tua. I think that's a really uh, smart move. And we know the time in Denver was over with Russell Wilson, you know, uh, getting traded there. So I think having Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, they still give them a lot of things that they could that they could do if they have problems with Tua. Right. But putting, this Miami team is they're getting some talent. They they was able to resign their defensive end uh, today to like a sixty four point five million dollar deal today. Right. He's one of the top free agents uh, this year. This this year. And it was able to bring in, like you said, Chase Edmonds on the team-friendly deal, two years, sixteen something million. Yeah, he gonna help so, them. Yeah, so it was, it was, it's, it's good to see what Miami is doing. They, uh, we know that the running back position was god awful for them last year. They couldn't run the ball worth nothing. Right. So to get Chase Edmonds from out of Arizona uh, over there, that was a big deal for them. And signing, signing Teddy Bridgewater as an insurance policy to, uh, you know, have injury problems going into the season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch Miami this year. They have an uphill battle for sure. Uh, they got a first-time young head coach, uh, offensive coordinator out of the San Francisco 49ers. I miss his name right now, but it's going to be a real interesting watch down there in Miami and seeing what they can do. I have my eyes closely on them throughout the season um, because, you know, some of these moves, that even though they're not splashes, these moves could pay off. And I'm rooting for Tool. I think Tool has had a – a negative look on him since he's gotten to the league. And I still don't understand why, but Teddy Bridgewater is a great insurance policy, a great insurance policy of Tua gets hurt or he can't deliver, but I'm rooting for Tua. I hope Tua goes out there and do well. All right, Black, the Pittsburgh Steelers, have they found their guy? Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is on his way to the Pittsburgh Steelers to be the new starter for the story franchise. Black, I want to I have my thoughts on this, but I want to get yours first. What are your thoughts on Trubisky going to Pittsburgh and being named the starter at the signing of his contract today? Um I D, I really don't know how to feel about this um with Trubisky. We know he got draft team um the Bears traded up high to draft Trubinsky, he didn't work out there with uh, Neil Magny as the head coach. So he got he got sent to Buffalo where he was able to, you know, finally sit behind a quarterback like Josh Allen and really learn and, you know, figure some things out. And now with him being in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh making him the number one quarterback, I don't really know what to, what to expect. I seen one of the things that Pittsburgh did say with him having the ability to be mobile and move around. That was one of the reasons they, you know, they went that way. But I really don't know how much he can get Pittsburgh over the over the top or make them better. They try to be able to uh, make a playoff run to get to a Super Bowl. I'm kind of up and down with it, D. I love I love the fact that they didn't have to settle for what they already have in house or draft a quarterback. At least they have a guy who's experienced who's played football games uh, as the quarterback. But um. Yeah, man, I, that he's he's the guy unless they do something else. Uh, Mr. Bisky is is the guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, me personally, yeah, me personally, I feel like they uh, should have been on the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson, but 
um, they didn't do that. And like, like we talked about, Pittsburgh usually doesn't make moves like that. And it was good to see, you know, it, well, it wasn't good to see. It was, I wish they would have, you know, been in the race for him. Cause if you get Deshaun and you automatically a Super Bowl contender in Pittsburgh, but that's not the case. They got Mr. Bisky. So we'll see what happened with Pittsburgh this season, D. Yeah. Um, to be real with you, I like the move. I like the move. I think that he can be a gap quarterback. And what I mean by gap quarterback is until they can figure out what they want to do long term, I think Mitchell Trubisky will be serviceable at best for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be coached by the probably the best coach in football outside of Bill Belichick with Mike Tomlin. He's going to be with a healthy uh, organization with the Steelers. And let's keep it real, Black. Mitchell Trubisky was not wanted in Chicago by McNagney and the new regime. He was not wanted there. It was it's public that McNagney um, and Trubisky didn't get along. McNagney didn't spend a lot of time with Trubisky. Pretty much Trubisky didn't get a full opportunity, full opportunity to reach some type of potential in Chicago. Now, a lot of people forget Trubisky made the playoffs as a rookie. He did. He made the playoffs as a rookie. Even his second year, they were in contention. Contention, but he got benched after he uh, suffered a shoulder injury. But they were in contention even then. So Trubisky, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I still think he has some stuff left to prove. And I think he's going to... He is going to be Ryan Tannehill-ish. Ryan Tannehill-ish in Pittsburgh this year. I think with that defense... And I think with them revitalizing some pieces, because he got weapons around him now. Mm-hmm. Claypool, I mean, I mean, Connor, like he got some players around him, man. He got some players around, not James Connor, he with Arizona, but they uh what's the running back from Nige- Alabama? Najee Harris. Najee Harris. So he got some pieces. I actually like the move. And I'm gonna be watching Pittsburgh to see what they can get out of Trubisky. And if I had to bet some money, I'm going to bet my money Mike Tomlin get the best that he can out of Mitchell Trubisky because the kid showed talent, man. He really did. He really did before he got that raw deal in Chicago. Yeah. Now, we got some breaking news coming across the sports desk right now. My Dallas Cowboys have restructured DeMarcus Lawrence's deal, okay? Oh, uh, wow. They was able to save some money and redo the deal. DeMarcus Lawrence re-signs a three-year $30 million fully guaranteed deal. Now, last season, DeMarcus Lawrence signed a $100 million deal to stay with the Cowboys. But the Cowboys went to DeMarcus Lawrence and his camp and looking to restructure the deal. And they made it friendly for Lawrence, where he's going to get $30 million at signing, fully guaranteed. So the Cowboys save a little bit of money there. Of course, the release of Amari Cooper. Um... Um, I think Cooper was due to I think Lawrence was due to make 19 million um on March uh I think tomorrow. 19 million tomorrow. They're gonna restructure that, get him in a newer deal, give him 30 million up front. It's gonna help the Cowboys on the back end. Of course, Amari Cooper is gone. He is now with the Cleveland Browns. So the Cowboys trying to get under the cap. Deck Prescott restructured the back half of his deal to save some money as well. So the Cowboys trying to be uh, tight with the cap, and they also re-signed Michael Gallup to a five-year, $62.5 million deal over the weekend. So the Cowboys staying busy, staying busy uh, doing their thing as well. Um, so, Black, free agency is still running wild. 
Um, we got a lot more names out there. We got to see what's going to happen with Devontae Adams and um, a lot of situations out there. But, Black, let's go to one of the bigger situations that me and you didn't get a chance to speak on because we chose not to because we didn't know the severity of the situation. And But now we have a clear path of what's going on with Deshaun Watson, Black. Black, okay. Deshaun, over a year ago, Deshaun Washington, Watson was accused of... <laughs> 20-plus cases of sexual misconduct with masseuses and, and at massage parlors and different things, just random cases, all in Houston. Most of the cases in Houston. Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges after a year of, of investigating and interviewing and whatever you whatever needed to be done. It was a full year. The man lost a full year of playing, even though Deshaun got paid uh, while he was out, he still missed a year of football and had to ha see his name being questioned, ran through the dirt, and all of that. Now, Black, now that Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges, he still has some pending civil cases. But the great news is, is that he won't face criminal charges and he can move on his career. So I've been waiting to say this for over a whole year. Houston, Texas, you boys are nothing but baby poop in the bottom of a commode. <laughs> And the reason I say that, and this is how I feel about it. Now, I ain't advocating whatsoever the mistreatment of women in any way, shape, or form. But my gut tells me when Deshaun came out and spoke that he no longer wanted to be a Houston Texans, a Texan, and he wanted to take his career into his own hands, and he requested to be traded, and he said he wasn't coming back, then the floodgates opened for all this nonsense about mm. Deshaun Watson. This is one of the most egregious stories that I have ever heard in my life. I have never heard nothing like this in my life, man. Never. This man, you ain't heard a peep. You ain't heard nothing. Nothing of this man being in any type of trouble. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, you get all of this just crazy type of accusations and it cost this man a full year of football but the investigation went the way it went and Deshaun will be able to resume his career Black what's your thoughts real quick man real quick man I, I just I'm happy for Deshaun man the, the game missed Deshaun Watson last year and with all this going on it, like you said, dude, we couldn't speak on it because we didn't know what was good. And I share the same sentiment as you. Before Deshaun Watson wanted to wanted to be traded and didn't want to be in Houston, all this BS came up. And it, it, it's just horrible that this is, has happened to him. He missed a full year of football. And to hear that he's been cleared of any criminal charges and then to hear that the NFL is still doing their investigation. He still could be suspended. How, what he needs to? What do he need to be suspended for? And he missed a whole year last year. Let this man pick his team where he wants to go. Waive his no trade clause and let him play football. Right. This whole thing, I'm happy is over. You can see in the interview, Deshaun was just so relieved. Yes, relieved that everything was over with. He can get back to playing football because Deshaun Watson is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Top five before all this. He he needs to be in the league. And D was saying it every week while he was playing. Give me Deshaun Watson over anybody. Anybody. You were saying it. 
and then this just the floodgates just open with him once he want once all this stuff start coming out and like you said, start dragging his name in the mud. And we kind of put Deshaun Watson on the back burner because he wasn't playing, but the guy is coming back. Right. And he is he basically finna be on a uh on a tour, you know, going to see what these teams got to offer, what he can fit in best. And I hope he land lands at the right spot, D. I hope he lands at a really good contender where he could be the missing piece to get a team over the hump as the quarterback. I'm happy for Deshaun. You know, I'm wishing him all the best on, you know, wherever he uh, ends up at. I'm happy to see him. He's going to be back in the game of football this upcoming season. Yeah, happy for Deshaun. And, you know, wherever he lands, you know, I hope it's a great situation for him. You got the Panthers out there. You got the Saints out there. They say there's some other teams in the mix. We had heard Tampa was for a second, but Tom Brady's back, so that equation is over with. So I just hope Deshaun lands to where he wants to be and he gets a chance to start over fresh and get another opportunity, get a get a great opportunity to continue and revive uh, his career. I mean, I have never seen a situation like this, man, from a guy who never had a pe- any dirt on his name whatsoever to him having to go through this. And, you know, I can't, you know, ain't nobody can't prove anything, but it's mighty funny, man, that the Houston, Texas, man, you know, <laughs> just all these things happen, man. And like I say, I ain't, I, I can't, I ain't gonna say what I want to say because it'd be kind of irresponsible. But man, just a wild, a wild situation with Deshaun. And I'm glad he's able to move on with his career and, uh, you know, hopefully go somewhere, which I know that he will because he's supposed to be meeting with teams uh, next week. Well, this week to, to figure out where he wants to go. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts have already been told no. <laughs> that they cannot meet with Deshaun Watson because the Texans will not trade him within the division. Um, wow. So that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, Black. So we got a few more things, man. We're going to wrap up today's show. Um, the NCAA tournament is back, man. NCAA tournament is back. March Madness is back in effect. And last year, there was no tournament. Due to the pandemic and the COVID crisis, there was no tournament. Uh, last year and I'm and I gotta say man it was fun to see the selection show it was fun to see all the conference tournaments and all the Cinderella's it was it was cool to see um just to get the tournament back in action man so black how do you feel about the NCAA tournament and uh, we'll give our final four picks and predictions later on but what are your thoughts on um the tournament being back uh I'm I'm excited about it. The the tournament is like fully fully back this year. They did have a tournament last year. Bella won the tournament. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Did but they? The tur- yeah, Bella won last year. Bella I'm tripping. Yeah, my bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. But this is like going to be the first year when they when they have uh when they have full you know full capacity and everything for the tournament. And you know in NCAA basketball you need to have the crowds and everything all the excitement so i'm excited for it to fully be back um i think this is going to be one of the one of the better years i think this thing is wide open i don't think there's no clear-cut team who could win the championship i really think it's wide open and that uh, we can see some surprises like we do every year in a tournament so i i am excited about that and happy that the uh tournament gets underway this friday uh thursday um, well, you got the play-in games and all that that start Wednesday, man. But I'm excited for it back. I think the college basketball, uh, the men's college basketball tournament is very, very exciting. And I agree with you, Black. It's wide open. So many teams can win it. You got Gonzaga, Arizona, 
uh, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Duke, um, UCLA, just a lot of teams that have a chance to win this thing. And you're going to see a lot of upsets. I mean, I think this is the type of tournament, man, where a number one seed, you could have two or three number one seeds gone by the Sweet 16. I mean, you got teams like Memphis and, and Davidson, like Miami came on strong in the ACC. Virginia Tech won the ACC uh, tournament, man. So just a lot of positive things. <laughs> For a lot of teams out here, and I look forward to watching this tournament, man, because if Gonzaga was finally going to get them one, it has to be this year. Mm. If they finally going to get them one, I think it's going to have to be this year, man. They got a few of those guys back from the national title team uh, uh, last year, and they want to come in, you know, right the wrong, man. So <laughs> we'll see if they can do it, but I'm excited to see the play-in games on Wednesday uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. The tournament starts on Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. All right, Black. Kevin Durant, yesterday, graced us with a 54-point game. The night before that, uh, no, two nights before that, Raymond gave us another 50-point game. Jason Tatum has given us a 50-point game. Giannis gave us 45 the other night. MB gave us 40. I mean, Black, there's an explosion in the NBA as we ramp up for playoff time. But I want to ask you, man, that for that performance by Kevin Durant yesterday, what did it do for you? Because I know what it did for me. Seeing KD rear his head the way that he did against the Knicks, what did that performance do for you? Where, where does, is Kevin Durant back on your radar after coming back from injury? Um, I wouldn't say back on my radar. He's always been there. We know Kevin Durant can get hot and be able to score at a clip like that at any time. Mm-hmm. I think he just had to remind some people mm-hmm. of who he was, and that's what he did on Sunday uh, by literally dismantling and manhandling the Knicks by himself. My lord. You know, this see the Kevin Durant man have to deal with all the injury coming back. I mean, he's still three games back from an injury now. Correct. And to see him put up a 54 piece man like that, it's incredible to see. Man, and and, and if the playoffs was to start today, the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat will have to deal with the Brooklyn AC Brooklyn Nets. Who? My that's, lord. That's a lot. As a yes, one, it is. I've, Cause it looks it looks like uh, Kevin Durant uh, is in rare form already three games back, man. And it's going to be interesting to see what continues to go on with uh, Kyrie Irving. I'm hoping that something changes, but we hear we heard that nothing is going to change. Yep. So he's only going to be able to play in role games. So, man, I I just like the next seem like the next game are going to continue to get get it going. We'll see what happened with Ben. What's going to happen with Ben Simmons? But the one thing that I, you don't have to question is Kevin Durant. He's going to he's going to be there, and going to be there to do his part. And to see him uh, drop that fifty three points on Sunday on the Knicks, it was amazing to watch. D. I think KD noticed what was going on around in the league. Um, LeBron's been going crazy. Jason Tatum, uh, Joel Embiid. I mean, you just see a lot of DeMar, uh, not DeMar DeRozan, well, him too, DeMar DeRozan, even though he's kind of cooled off quite a bit. Uh, John Morant, you know, has been going crazy. I think Kevin Durant listens to the media and social media more than he would let on. 
I mean, his teammate Kyrie Irving had 40, had 52 days ago uh, against the Spurs. So, I mean, KD, I watched that game, whole game yesterday, and his 50 points, man, his 50 points so effortless, bro. Yes, it is. Like, LeBron got to do so much work to get 50, dog. Like, cutting to the I mean, LeBron had to do so much to get 50 and 54. But KD, it's like he didn't even break a sweat. Yeah, you right. It's like he did not break a sweat, bro. And I watched this thing, man. This thing was like a, a, a musical. An expensive musical that you got to pay a lot of money for in New York to go to and see. And he just out there floating gracefully <laughs> in the air, just dropping. But Paul Julius Randle and Evan Fournier. Oh man! I mean, they just got absolutely <laughs> baptized, absolutely baptized yesterday by Kevin Durant, and you know the whole mandate. I mean, I don't understand it either. How can you not be vaccinated and come to Brooklyn and play? But Kyrie Irving is on the team; he's not vaccinated. He can't play. If you're gonna lift the mandate, lift the mandate. You can't have it both ways. So I hope they figure something out because how can Kyrie Irving come to the game and not wear a mask and be on the front row but he can't play in the game? I don't understand that. I, I don't get it. Like, the mandates are the mandates, so what are we going to do here with Kyrie Irving? So it's going to be real interesting to watch that story. But yeah, I just want to kind of touch on Kevin Durant because he reminded me yesterday. I didn't forget, <laughs> but he reminded me yesterday just on who the hell he is. And at any given moment, that boy can let that thing rain on you. Well, you ain't lying, boy. <laughs> rain on you. All right. That, like you say, uh, for it to look so effortless, man, and the way that he does it, it's it, it's crazy. It's crazy to watch. That's why he's one of the best scorers in the league. You know ever. what I'm saying? One of the best scorers ever. Yeah, and and man, he he reminded a lot of people who had been who had been saying some things why he's Kevin Durant, and we seen that Sunday. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Black. Um, that's gonna wrap up today's episode, man. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll be back sometime later on this week with a free agent special, free agency special. Um, once we see how everything shakes out, more news. We'll be coming back with the NFL free agency uh episode. Hopefully by the end of the week. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot more information is just gonna be rolling out here. Uh, throughout the week, man. So, um, you know, you guys should definitely be hearing from us later this week. Black, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, I appreciate the love and support, man. People, y'all keep rocking with us. Got a lot coming to y'all. Go Jags. <laughs> Go Jags, my boy. All right, Black, I'm going to catch up with you, man. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. So this has been episode 168 of the Sports Desk um, you know, definitely interesting um dynamics in the NFL. We talked about Scott Hall and uh some NBA, so it was a good show. So, yes, if everything goes as planned with the NFL news, as long as it keeps pushing out, we'll be back with a free agency episode by end of week's end. If not, of course, y'all check from us again on next Monday. All right, y'all. So y'all be cool. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves. You know, you can find me, Dedrick Hicks Jr., on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Um, hit me up, man. Let's talk about what you want to talk about, man. This sports thing, man. Let's get with it. And uh, if anybody got any pushback from today's show, y'all know where I'm at. Y'all know how y'all can reach me. I would love to talk to you guys and have a conversation about sports, man. It's, it's what one of the things I love. Oh, one of the things I love to talk about the most. 
All right, so be cool, be safe, take care of yourself, guys, and we'll see you on, well, we'll talk to you guys on episode 169. Masun, he's so smart, he knew something that two other people knew. Razor Ramon's number one contender. Razor knows it, Shawn Michaels knows it. How does Razor feel about Shawn Michaels? Hey, he's pretty good. He a three-time intercontinental champ. But Chicos, I'm the first three-time intercontinental champ. Michaels, do you respect the bad guy? You better, Chico, because just think back. The ladder match, the last time we met, I'm the only man to take your precious IC gold. And Chico, talk about summer slams. When you're riding down that road with Big Daddy Cool, ask him, Chico. I'm the only one to ever beat him, too. New Sports Desk.